0: Good morning, my friends, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Wednesday, the 14th of October. And uh, again, wherever you are, I hope this finds you very well. I uh, hope it finds you um, firmly in the embrace of God. And thanks for taking time to uh, to open God's word with me again this morning. So uh, without further ado, let's get right to it, shall we? Uh, we'll continue through Luke chapter eleven. Um, if you recall, uh, we were so we're we're going to follow immediately from yesterday's gospel reading. And Jesus had been invited over to the home of a Pharisee to dine, and other Pharisees seemingly were at the table uh, with him. and he went right into them and and uh, and challenged them. And what we're going to hear in the gospel today is more of the same. So for those following along, we will be Luke chapter 11, verses 42 to 46. Again, short little reading, five, five verses, but Luke 11, 42, 46. So let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The Lord said, Woe to you, Pharisees! You pay tithes of mint and of rue and of every garden herb, but you pay no attention to judgment and to love for God. These you should have done without overlooking the others. Woe to you, Pharisees! You love the seat of honor in synagogues and greetings in marketplaces. Woe to you! You are like unseen graves over which people unknowingly walk. Then one of the scholars of the law said to him in reply, Teacher, by saying this, you are insulting us too. And he said, Woe also to you, scholars of the law! You impose on people burdens hard to carry, but you yourselves do not lift one finger to touch them. <laughs> the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, this this is the good news <laughs> we just got. So again, remember this, brothers and sisters. It's I, I'll say it's easy. You know, maybe it's more comfortable is the better word. It it's it's comfortable for us to look upon Jesus as uh, one who. Uh, is warm and and you know, I'll say cuddly, that's not fair. Uh, but but soft, uh, and I don't mean soft as in in not tough, but I mean just some something that's easy to be around. Uh, and and certainly that there are those occasions that Christ is incredibly warm and compassionate and uh and easy to be around. Um And and good for us. This is not one of those. The gospel yesterday and today are not. Because in these gospels, Jesus is playing the role of prophet. Now he's not trying to make enemies here. He's trying to love them. And and in telling the truth, in holding a mirror up to who they are, that's what love looks like in this case. Because remember, yesterday I used that that image of you know Jesus came. Uh, for, for those who, who need a doctor. He came for the sick. Uh, and what he's trying to do is hold a mirror up and say, look, look in the mirror to see that you are ill. doesn't mean you're bad people. But those who are ill, the lepers, the prostitutes, the, the, those on the fringes, the, the tax collectors, whatever, they know they're in need. They know their life situation. But the Pharisees, the one whom the system is serving, they don't. And they don't think they're ill. And so Jesus is using a different tactic with them. And so I I, I bring this up to to play this, or or not play this, but to, to point out this aspect of his personality in that Jesus would use whatever tool was necessary in order to help people to realize we're in need of the grace of God. We're in need of repentance. That we, the first step, you know, of of an alcoholic, they say, is coming to terms that that I'm indeed an alcoholic. What he's trying to point out is not, you're an alcoholic and and shame on you. He's trying to point out, we're in need of a doctor. And what does that doctor bring? He brings grace and forgiveness. But before that grace and, and forgiveness can take effect, we have to know these are our habits. This is what we're doing. And brothers and sisters, you and I are baptized priest, prophet, and king. I've talked about that priestly role before, uh, that the priest is connector between God and, and a person, God in a situation, that we are called to unite those two in an incarnate way. And that is our priestly role, too. But the prophetic role is, is equally difficult. And that's what Jesus is doing here, is the prophetic role is not to tell the future. It's to tell the truth of a situation. It's to name the reality. And that's what he's doing. He's naming this reality and saying, look at what's happening here. Again, not for shaming purposes, not to put down, to say, you are in need too. You are in need too. So yesterday, you know, again, he was invited to dinner, and, and he's 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 telling the truth here. And it ended yesterday, easily, interestingly enough, by saying, hey, listen. You know, I, I use the quote from Peter, uh, love covers a multitude of sins, which I'm grateful for. Yesterday, Jesus was pointing out their defects, and he said, but hey, giving of alms will will basically make things right. But in the very next verse, as he starts today— But he says, but woe to you, Pharisees, woe, woe, even when you give alms, because you pay tithes of mint and of rue and of every garden herb, but you pay no attention to the weightier things, judgment and love for God. These you should have done without overlooking the others. It's always both and. It's always both and, not either or. It's, it's, Okay, yes, we, we are called to give alms, brothers and sisters, you and I, in whatever way that is, whether that is to local charities, whether that is of our time and our talents, whether that is uh, to the church, whether that is to to our neighbor in need, and and it might be something as simple as baking them a meal, but that's giving alms to them, uh, or or monetary, or lending our car in, in need, whatever it is. But... These we should have done without waiting. The, the, the weightier issues, justice and love for God, meaning again, it's, it's an affair of the heart. It's an affair of the heart. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say the inner must be done first because the outer shows what is the inner, I, I, although I lean that way, just so you know. I do believe the inner work must happen first. Uh, and the outer will, will naturally follow what's going on with, with the heart. Um, but I'm sure there'll be behavioral you know, people out there that follow B.F. Skinner and, and that type of philosophy that'll say, no, the outer can go to the inner. And so I'm not gonna make one argument either way. I, I lean toward the inner needs to be the first place we need to work on our heart uh, and let the outer follow that. But I'm not gonna be so steadfast. The bottom line is it's both and. Our outer work needs to be real. It needs to be real, but it has to come from a real place. And not just so, to use Matthew chapter 6 as that wonderful example, you know, that they stand on street corners praying in order that people may see them. Or they blow trumpets ahead of their alms giving in order that people see them. And what happens when people see them? They give them honor. And he, and he says to that, woe to you, Pharisees. You love the seat of honor in synagogues and greenings and marketplaces. You love people to look at you and say, look at how holy and good they are. Because they pay tithes of mint and rue and, and every garden herb. There's nothing wrong with paying tithes. But if we do it, brothers and sisters, to be honored, if we do it for other people to see and exalt us in any way, our heart is corrupted. Not fully corrupt, perhaps, but it is corrupted. And that needs to be where we guard, no matter what. Um, You know what? I think it's a human thing. We like to be seen. We like to be seen. We like to be noticed. Whether that's a new hairdo we have or something we're wearing or something we're, we're saying or, or an attitude or, or a, a talent that we're bringing, we love to be noticed. And you know what? I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. But if that becomes that which, again, we revolve around, if that becomes that which we seek and it becomes our addiction and that's where we find life, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Woe to us. We'd be like dead people's graves over which people trod that we don't even know. They don't even know they are. Because that life, life only comes from that one place. Last thing I'll say here. Um... Scholars of the law, I can't imagine. I don't even know why the scholar spoke up and said, hey, you're insulting us, too. I'd be like, I'm keeping my head low here. He's in a truth-telling mood. I don't want to know. <laughs> you yeah, know, that scholar, either he was brave or dumb. I'm not sure which. And he says, hey, you're insulting us, too. And he says, woe to you guys, too. Okay. You want in on this? Woe to you. You impose people on people burdens hard to carry, but you yourselves do not lift one finger to touch them. You know, and again, I, I just and I, boy, I speak to me on this, and and I think again it's a human thing, but I know it's true of me. It's that idea, brothers and sisters, we're called the servant leadership. We're not called to lead and and say, hey, do this, do that, while we sit in some ivory tower or, or some place distant from those who are, are doing the work. I mean that almost feels like Pharaoh. Uh, you know, hey, cart me around here while i I sit up here and you do the work, but we're called brothers and sisters to that servant type of leadership where we lead from within, we lead from example, so whatever you're doing today and 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 I would think again, the church of the home is is the first one. How do I serve renee and and my brothers and sisters, I struggle, you know because I can get lazy. Oh, and I'm sure you can too I, but I'm not trying to nail you. i'm I'm being honest with me. How do I serve Renee? How do I serve the kids in that leadership role? Uh, and don't just assign tasks but but lift fingers to let them know we're in this together. We're in the, I'm not going to ask anything of you that I'm not willing to to give of myself. Um, how do I do that in my in my family? How do I do that in whatever role I'm called to today? So how, brothers and sisters, are we prophets? And, and how are we called to be prophet today? How are we called to accept the, the words of a prophet, brothers and sisters, when they hold a mirror up to us, by the way? And, um, and how do we make sure that it's not us and our grandeur that we revolve around and wanting to be seen? And how do we make sure we're servant leaders today? I mean, five verses. And Jesus is nailing people. And I think if we're honest, we're, we're probably on that table, too, and, and there are things that we can learn, too. So maybe let's take one or two of them and just ponder those today um, and, and let that be our lesson. Okay, my friends, let's pray. As always, uh, I invite you to bring your intentions before our Blessed Mother. As we begin, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, uh, again, I wish you every good this day. Enjoy your Wednesday. May it be a day that you and I proclaim the kingdom of God alongside Jesus today. Blessings, and uh, hope to be back with you again tomorrow.